Welcome to Denny Toratories the World, my way. If you're a foodie, this is the show for you. Welcome, welcome, foodies. This is episode 12 of Denny Tornator Eats the World My Way, and I am feeling good. I am freaking happy. Why am I so happy? Well, life is super stressful, but if you stay positive and you do good things, karma, I'm, I'm going through a rough patch, but karma is just coming back. I've had a fantastic weekend. I've had so much fun, and the fun continues. I am drinking an amazing cocktail. I bartended for years, okay? So... Marie and I are having some cocktails. I, I take some raspberries and some cucumbers, and I crush them all up, muddle them. She has some gin in hers. I have some vodka in mine. Splash a tonic, shake it with some ice, and you got yourself a craft cocktail that'll knock your socks off. So we've had a couple of these, and Maria has made an amazing charcuterie, and I'll post pictures of it because we are the charcuterie masters, so we're getting ready to have dinner in a little while, but uh, we're in between charcuterie and dinner right now. Feeling good and for a fun night. And speaking of Maria, I got to say, I can track the listens on these episodes. And what I've noticed is the two episodes that Maria did with me a couple episodes back have become two of the most popular episodes of this damn show. So the public has spoken. They want Maria. Maria, Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you. They just want to know if we're dating or not. Don't tell them. The gossip. Should we break up on the show? <laughs> We're not a, even dating. How can we break why don't up? We break up. Just kidding. What they really want. We're actually married. Ah, uh, funny, funny. All right. So, Maria, we've done some really fun. This weekend has been awesome. It has been. Before we go back to work tomorrow, let's. You know what? Let's. Before we get into our awesome weekend, let's kick it off with a restaurant review right away. Mm-hmm. We never do it this way. Let's shake it up because I'm feeling good. Because this cocktail's got me uh, feeling good. You're nursing yours over there. What are you doing? I don't have as much of a tolerance as you do when it comes to alcohol. I'm fatter than you. Is this is true. Say? No, I wasn't, but. Oh, uh, you can see the weight loss happening right in front of your eyes, can't you? <laughs> it's melting off of you. Uh-huh. You look great. Well, I'm running like a freaking Rocky Balboa every morning. Mm-hmm. And remember, I, back a few episodes back, I told you guys, run. And then when it hurts, keep running. Now, <laughs> since then, I'm, Maria's a runner, okay? I taught you taught him me how to run. How to run. Well, now, Basically, now, you're like, now you're like, wait up. Wait up. Well, my lungs are beat up from Don't COVID. Don't blame it on COVID. And pneumonia. <laughs> I can still I'm taking advantage of her sicknesses and running faster than her. It's great. But I did kind of train you, right, on proper running skills. Yeah, I, ran, I, used to, I used to run like Fred Flintstone. Yes. Like smashing yes. the ground. And um, I used to run daily around the lake. and Like a little fawn prancing around. Aww, and I'm you. running like a, I'm hurting the ground. And she's like, you're going <laughs> to break your knees, which I did. But anyway, so now you're doing amazing. All right, so let's go right into a restaurant review. We had an awesome yes. launch at Sticky Rice. Mm-hmm. So Sticky Rice is the first Orlando-based Lao street food restaurant ever in Central Florida. Um, a lot of people say, and I, I guess I should start the conversation by saying a lot of people say Laotian. I asked Kevin, the owner, how they prefer um, the to- the uh, topic or what is it? The- I'll say it. Yeah. And he said they just say Laos. Laos. Yeah. So the Laos food or Lao food. It was actually. new to me and yeah. it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to Thai food, but the flavors are more it's intense. It's not as hot. 
I mean, the Thai food to me, when you say Thai hot, it was like ridiculously hot. So this is hotter. I just think I protected you from the heat. Okay. Yeah. You were easy on me in this yeah. one. We had the, the ribs yeah. and stuff. But that was not hot. The food I think is hotter and the flavors are more intense. Well, let's go back and go hot. I think I think you're ready. I want to sit in bed and sweat all night. I think you're ready for it. But Sticky Rice, which is on Colonial, they actually won um, a, a lot of contests. They won the Ramen Rumble a few years back. Their ramen soup is phenomenal. You haven't? I don't think I you had. No, that we design. didn't have it that time. It was so so good. It's different. It's very delicious. Um, they've also won the Fusion Fest cooking contest a few years back. Anyway, they're super talented. Um, they just won a Michelin Bib Gourmand. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. They were one of the first restaurants. Michelin is new to Orlando. 2022. They discovered Orlando somehow, and they're like, "Oh, you guys because actually have Orlando's starting to blow up. That's why because mm -hmm. we're freaking not screwing around anymore." Yeah, I think you know we don't have as many. Well, we still have a million chains, but we're actually no, we're transitioned. Yeah, Chains's we are. Dead. We are. So, so Sticky Rice um, is phenomenal. The owner is Kevin. He's super humble, super talented, super nice guy. I love the guy. Amazingly nice, sweet guy. He's got an incredible family. Interesting story is that he used to be. A monk, yeah, in Laos. I think that was really, really um, interesting. And I guess it's like a rite of passage in the country. So um, you can choose to become a monk for any time of you know uh, any period of time. It can be a month. It can be ten years. It can be anything you want. But when you choose to do so. You bring your family great respect and honor. So you're kind of winning points for the sake of your family. So cool. your family really loves it and appreciates it when- Yeah, they're all bragging on him. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of wins you points in heaven or, you know, their their religious philosophy. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So he was a monk. His father was a monk. And uh, he made his way to Orlando and he started with his wife um, selling food out of a food truck, I think food tent initially, then food truck. And now they have this brick and mortar place, which has been there for a few years. And it's awesome. Oh, it was great. I was I was really, really satisfied. Yeah, you really liked it. Um, the art is really cool. They have um, some really bold murals, very modern murals. And the place is very small. There's only maybe like 30 seats, 35 seats or so. It's very rustic. The benches are like picnic style. And that's kind of Lao style eating. Um, you eat in groups. You eat like family style. You eat with your hands. You don't use utensils. Right. Um, they often eat on banana leaves right off the table. And with their right hand, they grab a little bit of sticky rice, which is what they're known for. That's, That's any what they meal. Name the place. Yeah, any meal in the country starts with sticky rice, which is white rice, and it is sticky. You grab a little bit with your uh, right hand, and then with your left hand, you grab some of the protein or meat or whatever, and you dip it in these amazing sauces. You really like the sauces. They were kind of spicy, and they, they were make them super flavorful. And yes. the sticky rice is like a vehicle for all the food on the table. It is. It's yes. So good. Good. You're correct. So, um, and then you just, you know, pop them into your mouth and it's a party in the mouth. I want to go back and do the spice. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. The ribs were awesome. The ribs are phenomenal. So let's talk about the dishes we had. Um, we did have the crispy rice lettuce wrap. Um, wraps and that was cured pork. There's these beautiful leaves of lettuce that you take um, the basically the rice and the cured pork and you make like little tacos. 
Little yeah, lettuce wraps. Little lettuce wraps. They're delicious. <laughs> um, super delicious. There's texture in the rice. It's crispy. Obviously, it's called crispy rice. And there's dried chili pepper garnish. It's just really flavorful. There's grated I coconut. Love that dish. Super fun. Again, you eat it with your hands. It's very humble food. Um, Denny, you really like the sausage that they make there. That was, hey, like us, we make sausage, they make sausage. No one else makes sausage anymore. Right. And he's got it dialed in. It's yeah, really, it's really good. Yeah, it's very flavorful, really simple, just, you know, the flavors. But done right. Exactly. And then you were mentioning the curry ribs. These are ribs that they braise for six hours. That's crazy. Um, They're so good. Um, garlic curry dry rub. Um, they often sell out. So if you go, try to get those because they're phenomenal. Um, we also had the meatball skewers, um, which are very different from Italian yes. meatballs. Um, and these are beef and they're topped with a sweet chili sauce and they have scallions as a garnish. Really good, um, smaller bite size on skewers. It's cool. I mean, all of this stuff was street food. Mm -hmm. You know, that's their theme. You know what I really liked was the, the beef jerky. Yes. It was like a lemongrass. It's beef jerky. You know, so it's kind of like dried out. But a great, I mean, I could eat that like just hanging out like as a yeah. snack. I wish I had a bag of that right now. Right? You just walk around and, and pop some beef jerky. Yeah. It's really good. It would actually go so good with this cocktail. Actually, you're right. Um, so anyway, the food is incredible. There is some similarity to Thai food. I would say that this food is a lot more, It's the flavors are concentrated and stronger. There's a lot of fish, um, dried shrimp flavors. Um, overall, if, you're, if you like Thai food and you're curious about Laos food, please go try Sticky Rice. Yeah. It's Incredible. I love, love, love that. Talk to the owner. He's super friendly. Tell him Denny Tornatore eats the world sent you. And speaking of sticky rice, you have an event coming up there this week, right? Oh my gosh. It this week yes, it's week? Wednesday. So, all right. So, backstory. That's crazy. Maria does, works for Fusion Fest. She's the marketing director and development of just, I can never do it. <laughs> <laughs> Say your title, because every time the, I do it, she looks at me like, you said it wrong. I'm the director of marketing and development. Oh, so close. Yes. So, one of the things they do, we've talked about this on previous episodes, is they do these things called diversitastic dining, where once a month they pick a different ethnicity. And this was, you and I did a diversitastic dining that was kind of before we were dating. This is when we fell. Right? Yeah. Once we, once, one of the first diversitastic dinings was Italian. It was at my restaurant. We met. No, it wasn't. I swept her off her feet. No, one of the first that I made. Yours was the first one I ever made. Right. But Fusion Fest right, right. had I'm been saying, doing. The first one that you did yes. was Italian. Yes. And you but met Fusion me. Fusion Fest had been doing. And here them. we are. Yes. The, the whatever. The rest is history. It's just getting started. But it's kind of like choose your own adventure because we really don't know what's happening and the audience doesn't really know what's happening. Yeah. It's just like it that which way. way will things go? I might yeah. kill you. Or so, perhaps I've already killed you. Ooh. This is, <laughs> so Fusion so Fest. Fusion Fest is- How we got to buy Yeah, so Fusion Fest, the versatile <laughs> dining. She's actually doing one at Sticky Rice this week. So if you hear this episode and when- it, All right, so okay, this so, is going to come out on a Tuesday. I yes, think your event's on Wednesday. It is, okay. it is. So, we so only you have, got one day left and the tickets are almost gone, so good yes, luck. Yes, we only have very few tickets, but we do have two seatings, one at 5.30, the second at 7.30. Go to Fusion Fest- so F U S I O N F E S T. You just spelled fusion wrong. Dot, did I? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, go back I and listen dyslexic. to the nerd. I'm very dyslexic. How F did I spell it? You didn't say H. There's no H. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> 
It's not F U S H I O N. No, baby. Oh it's my God, I was spelling it wrong. F U S I O N. Listen to the idiot me. I mean, literally, on my piece of paper right here, it says Fusion you know, Fest the way I just spelled it. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I read it the way I spell it, it's Fushion Fest. Well, Which, you guess know what? what? I, I think that's because we had been talking about Flushing New York. Let's just well, say that's why. That's why. It can't be because this is my third cocktail. Yes, that's true. So it's F-U-S-I-O-N-F-E-S-T dot O-R-G dot org. Fusion We're a nonprofit. Fest. Yes. We're a nonprofit. And um, the first uh, Diversitastic Dining of 2023 is going to be at Sticky Rice on Colonial this Wednesday. And it- if you miss out, because this is literally going to air the day before the event, and the tickets are probably going to be gone by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. If you miss out on this one, they're doing Germany the following month yes, at Hollerbox. It's, in Sanford. And it's a really cool place. That's going to be great. So every month, though, come with us. It's a journey to a different country. You don't need your passport. Not only do you get a menu, though. I know a lot of people are like, oh, okay, I can eat at that restaurant whenever I want. No, these are special items that are typically not on the menu. Well, you guys always do something extra. Yes. We so, usually have like some kind of performance. Yeah, from their culture. Exactly. From that and country. Just, I've talked about this on our old show. Denny and Maria Eat the World. If you didn't hear that show, go back because it was super popular. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We had about 40 episodes. But <laughs> I brought this story up on that episode. When we did the diverse fantastic dining at Tornators, Maria brought an opera singer. God. An opera singer. You're never going to let this die. Literally... It was his turn to do his thing and his, I wish wait, I- Wait, wait, it had been COVID. So it had been like three yeah, years, Yeah, blame it on years. COVID. This guy couldn't even sing. His voice is cracking. It had been two years since Ugh. he sang. He was out of practice. And then he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm it like, was sad. I thought he was going to cry. I was going to cry for him. You were just mean. I sat there humiliated because it was my event. <laughs> I wasn't mean. All right, so moving on. Go to Sticky Rice. Follow Fusion Fest. You won't regret it. They do a lot of cool things. So we have had such a fun weekend. And it's continuing right now because we still got some fun crap we're doing tonight. But what did we do? So for I never take off a Friday or Saturday because the tournament tours is busy. Those are our busiest nights. But this week, I took off Friday and Saturday because I said, you know what? We've been working our butts off. We need to cut loose a little bit. We need to have one date night, and then we need to have family night with the kids. So Friday night, Maria and I took off to go to a comedy show and so Michael Rappaport is an actor. If you guys don't know who he is, he's literally been in an actor for 30 years now. I didn't know of him. So, but he's, it's almost like the Kevin Bacon game. You know what the Kevin Bacon game is? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. You know, okay. you know, you know. The six degrees of yes. separation. Yeah. You can play that game with Michael Rappaport because he's literally been in a movie with everyone. He was on Friends. He was worked with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Will Smith, you name it. He was in a freaking movie with them because he's been doing it so long. He was in True Romance, one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. He was Remy in Higher Learning. That's probably the role that people will remember him most for. But he has a podcast himself that has millions of followers, and I listen to it religiously because he's a real jerk, and I you know, like that. He's he, honest. Oh, he's honest. <laughs> very just to the point. He doesn't dance around. There's no so, politically correctness. I was listening to his podcast about two months ago, and he said, you know, hey, January 20th, I'm going to be in Orlando. And I said, right then, I got to get tickets because I, I want to go. And I want. I, I just know it's going to be great. So I get tickets, Marie and I. I mean, we're literally in the front front. We have a VIP table for two sitting three feet from this guy, right? Now, 
I don't know what to expect because I've seen his movies and I've heard his podcasts, but I've never seen him do stand up, you know? So we get out. I go to work Friday for a few hours, get some prep done, make some desserts, and I get the staff ready. I'm not going to be here tonight, guys. Please do good. Come home. We make a beautiful dinner. Maria and I, we eat, have a nice bottle of wine. And I said, hey, let's go. We get dressed up. Maria looks super hot. I'm like, this guy's going to freaking clown us. Thank you. You looked amazing too. No, but I was like. No, I was super concerned. I was like, I was like, we're right in the front. They're they're going to be like, look at the boobs on there or something, you know? (laughs) They're going to pick on us. But But before the show, I had messaged him on Instagram, inviting him to the restaurant, and he wrote back. I mean, this guy's got 2 million followers. He took the time to write me back and said, hey, if I can make it to your restaurant, I'll come. I appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. So we show up get our seats um my great friend jenny gonzo who we team up with she works at the restaurant but she also is a comedy producer she does she produces comedy shows and her and i work together from time to time we're getting ready to do our second i'll, I'll talk about our next comedy show in a minute but uh michael rapport comes on and he goes right into it man he did amazing i'll post the picture they were like do not take photos or videos and i said i have to take at least one so I took one photo of the whole show. I'll post it. I mean, we were right there. I was very scared because I'm usually the one getting scolded. But you're not slick. Oh, I, I thought I was. You're but you, I was like, I want no part of this. I said, I'll I'm get a photo. To- I got a great one. <laughs> and we're, I mean, we're literally, this guy's looking us in the eyes and doing his comedy show. And I knew from his podcast, like, things I could yell out and get his attention. And sure enough, he's winking at me. He's pointing at us. And, you know, it was cool to interact with him like that. And. I was super impressed with how funny because he's not, you know, he's been in comedy movies before, but he's not known as a stand-up comedian, man. Oh man. This guy had me rolling and I may have drank a little too much during the show. Just a little. So the Orlando improv is cool. The food. Meh. Your driving skills are cool too. Damn right. They are freaking. <laughs> so we were in a rush. Kind of. We oh, wanted to get I, there I, early. I thought you were talking about how I could drink all those Grey Gooses and drive us home. No, that's bad. Um, that's not something you should be bragging about, I thought actually. you were bragging about it. I was no, like, well, so I was, I was being too. sarcastic. So we were on our way, and Denny gets us to some place. Oh, I was so mad. And he's like, where should I park? I'm like, this doesn't look right. I was like, is he performing in a mall? Because <laughs> we were at some mall. Totally horrible experience. It's an outlet mall. I hate malls. Well, I, hate I GPS this guy's freaking Orlando Improv from my house. I don't know and if you did. Pull- I did. He, you took us to a mall. I pulled up, and I was like, is he performing in this mall? <laughs> this is so weird. And now I'm pissed because I'm all dressed up. I want... I got VIP table. I want to meet this guy. I want and to have fun. And then Denny's asking the security guard, excuse me, do you know where I was like, you know where this freaking comedy club is? Just, I thought it was at this mall. He just points in some He's like, yeah, direction. go across that street. Just get the hell out of here. He's so like, I, I GPS said it's 20 minutes away. And now I'm worried we're going to be late. <laughs> but luckily for us, the show started late. It was late. fine, yeah. And Michael Rappaport, you are the man. Thanks again. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen True Romance, it's one of my favorite movies ever. I have to watch it. Maria's never seen it. I'm going to make know. her watch it later. The, all right, I told Maria this earlier. If you haven't seen True Romance, the 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 cast is unbelievable. How many? We just just Google True Romance cast and see all the people that are in it. You're gonna be like, oh my god, how do they make a movie with all these Looks superstars? Pretty amazing. Well, there's one scene. I'm a movie buff, guys. This this show is also about awesome movies. Let me tell you, the best scene in any movie ever made. This is a bold statement is the scene with Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper in True Romance. You'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. It's just such a powerful, great, cool, funny, 
awesome scene. I could watch it over and over again. So you're welcome when you watch the movie and say, wow, I never even heard this movie. It's fantastic. Um, if you are, if you have thick skin and you can take crap talk in, check out I Am Rappaport. He doesn't need any more followers. Believe me, he's got millions of listeners, but I listen to it twice a week. He very, very strong with his political. He hates Trump, which I appreciate. But he, but he doesn't like Biden either. Yes. So it's Well, he's it, just honest. Yeah, he's honest, and I love that. Yeah. And he grew up a lot like, and you know what? He wrote a book called This Book Has Balls. Well, he, he also starts off with, I'm from New York, and I'm Jewish, right? Yeah. So, and he's got the funniest person. He's just grumpy and honest. Well, because and he's 53 frustrated. now. He's 52, but we're not very far from 52. Right, but he's been in acting since he was 14. He's yeah. been doing this a long time. So, great guy. Michael Rapport, thanks again for a great night. Thank Speaking you. of comedy. And he sounds like he's very happily married, which I like. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a great guy. Loves his wife. So- Speaking of comedy, Jenny and I, I told you guys a couple episodes ago about a comedy show we did. I, I went up and started the show. I did my little act. I, I killed. But February 17th, Jenny and I are putting on Gonzo Entertainment, Tornator's Restaurant Presents, comedy show number two, which we are going to step our game up because Jenny pulled some strings and got Mike Marino, who is way out of my budget, <laughs> to come and headline. But she pulled some favors. He's going to give us a deal, and we're going to do this show. I'm going to up the food game. Instead of my standard Italian stuff that everybody loves, I'm going to have carving stations. I'm going to have the full bar. I'm going to have the band. I'm going to have Mike Marino to another comedian and myself. We are going to blow the roof off this place this time, and I am super excited about it. So if you don't follow us on Facebook and all that stuff where we sell tickets, check us out. February 17th, this is a must-go-to. If you've ever been to one of Denny Maria's events, you know what I'm talking about. You know we show you a good time. Our charcuterie classes sell out every month. We do wine dinners, sell them out. We do Dolce Farnettes, sell them out. This comedy show is going to be epic. I cannot wait. I'm excited. You know what we got to talk about, right? Mm. Last night. <laughs> Last night. And it's not sexual. Oh, it's what we okay. did with the kids last night. Oh, Holy crap. Right. Yes. So yes. my daughter, Leah, we talked about this before. She's a morbid little psycho, and she loves wrestling. She loves violence. She loves fighting and this and that. So for Christmas, Marie and I got her four tickets front row to wrestling, impact wrestling. It's not WWE. It's like a step down. And last night we went. And she's fired. She's texting me all day. What time you can pick me up? When, when, when are we going? No, no, no. She's, I love wrestling. What I didn't realize was this was going to be the kind of wrestling where they're like pouring bags of tacks into the ring. They got tables wrapped in barbed wire. They're going to body slam each other through it. People were bleeding. I was concerned. Um, <laughs> well, right when it started. So we get there. We're front row. We're like, this is going to be awesome. Blah, blah, blah. You know, a couple of wrestlers came out, did their generic thing. They gave it. I would like, say like two and a half hours into it, it was just traditional choreographed, scripted Yeah, wrestling. drama. It was I drama. I was just like, oh, this is kind well, of boring. Well, right at the beginning, the announcer said, later on tonight, we're going to have a- what Monster's they, ball. A monster's ball. And I said to Maria, what the hell is the monster's ball? He goes, that's when there's no rules and weapons are allowed. <laughs> and I was like, well, I can't wait for that. Well, this guy came out with a bat with 400 nails in it and started hitting a guy with it. This guy 
body slammed his friend through a freaking table that was wrapped in barbed wire. They're both covered in blood. When he body slammed the guy on the tax and he stood up and had 400 tacks in his butt and freaking back, it was epic. It really was. Um, there were lots of kids there. It was like family night. So it was rabid. The kids were like, ah, kill him. I was a little concerned, you know, because we're there with the um, kids. Okay, but Maria. apparently we fit in with the crowd. Okay, can I say something? What? Maria was miserable the whole time because she doesn't like that choreographed bullcrap. Right, right. I hate but the as soon stuff. as that guy got body slammed into the tax, mm -hmm. Maria turned into a savage as well. No, I like. The oh, real yeah. violence and the real fighting. My concern was just, are people going to- No, you were looking where... at me like, are they going to stop it? That's, <laughs> is he okay? Are they going to stop? <laughs> I was like, they're not going to stop it. This is fake. But it wasn't. But they had, all right, let's talk that about- that. hold fake. on, hold on. Before the monster's ball. So where the impact wrestling, this is where some of the old legends go to die, right? And that one guy came out. A couple of them. There's three guys that wrestled. They were well into their 60s. Oh, my Lord. They could barely. It was almost like Mickey Rourke and a wrestler. This guy, they, they were beat down. These guys could barely. Like, one of them was really sad. Like, he could, he couldn't. He walk. waddled. He, wa he, he, he waddled walk. to the ring. It he won, sad. though. He won. No. Yeah, Did the Jewish guy. Yeah, he uh, won. All right. Because he yeah. fought that freak. And Danny calls him the Jewish guy because that was his fighting. He was Jewish, it was like yeah. the something, something. He came Jewish. out to the freaking bar mitzvah song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I'm not that. being anti-Semitic at all. <laughs> I, I love Jews. So. Uh, okay. so <laughs> I do. But it was that, honestly, the, the true fighting and the true violence turned the night around for me. Well, what was really cool. It was actually really so fun. So before the bloody violence happened, about almost three quarters of the way through the show, this big freaking wrestler comes out, and he's like the bad guy, and he's talking crap to the crowd, and he's arguing with someone in the crowd and Maria's like look it's Robert Irvine he's fighting with Robert Irvine and I was like no way and I look and I was like oh shit there's Robert Irvine I'm gonna go but I wasn't like it was like oh my god she's like, it's look. Robert Irvine and now if you didn't know Robert <laughs> Irvine and I are great friends and I haven't seen him in probably six months to a year and we talk on the phone we text all the time and stuff but I was like oh I'm gonna go surprise him I so, was like, you need to go. Come so now. Maria and I and the kids, we walk over oh. and there's Robert and he doesn't see me coming and he's drinking beers and stuff. And but he's surrounded by people who want to take photos well, with him. as I'm walking up, there's a line of people like one by one trying to get a photo of Robert Irvine and, and I'm, and I'm kind of getting that line. Right. And I pull my hat down and there's about five people, each one. Hey, can I get a photo? And he's doing his, yeah, he's a celebrity. So he's got he a smile. He was very nice about it. Very nice about it. We could tell he wanted to sit down and drink his beer and watch wrestling. Yes, but he was very generous with his time. So now, now the last person moves and I walk up and he's like, yes. And I, and I kind of have my head down and I go to shake his hand and he reaches out and I pull my head up and he's like, oh my God, what are you doing here? Gave me a big hug and we, we talked and he's coming to the restaurant and his wife was actually there. She's a wrestler. And uh, it was so great to run into him and get some. But I got the best photos because I got the whole thing from uh, We'll post Robert, the picture of his face when Robert he realized Irvine, it was me. Robert Irvine was like, oh, hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Thank you very much. And then when he realizes it's Danny, like his face completely changes. He freaked out. And he's shocked and happy. And I have the whole thing. I was just like, click, 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 click. Yeah, yeah. We'll post the picture <laughs> of his face when he realized it was me because it was classic. It, it was, was really sweet. Yep, and it was his kids were there, and I met his daughters before, and it was cool to see them again. And he fived, um, high fived the kids. All the kids, all. yeah, the this kids really love him. Sweet guy. I mean, they've known they they've Robert's known my kids their whole life. You know, I mean, Leah was an infant, and Izzy was six when when I met him the first time, and they did Restaurant Impossible. 
So speaking of Restaurant Impossible, we just talked about this last night. We have to prepare to do the Restaurant Impossible episodes of this show. I've never really like on air talked about it, you know? So I bring it up a lot, this and that, and it, it literally was a day that changed my life forever. It changed the course of my life. March 5th, 2015, changed the course of my life. So what the way we're going to do it, a few weeks from now, I'll do a couple more episodes because this one's going to take some work because I need to get a hold. I already talked to them all. They're all going to do it, but it's a, it's a logistics thing. So we're going to do the first episode with Tony Dovechko, who was the producer that found me, and Jill, who's the boss. Then we're going to bring Mark Summers, you know, Mark Summers from Double Dare and Good Eats, and he's been a celebrity for his whole life. I love Double he Dare. Was the, he was the other boss, and he really was an advocate of mine as well. And then we're going to bring Robert to finish it off. And uh, and we'll tell the true story, you know, of how it really went and, um, and, and the behind-the-scenes stuff. So we're going to wrap this episode up. What are we going to do? A little uh, recipe time? You know what? We're going to recipe? Well, if it's what recipes, I'm about to make. If it's recipes, then I have no business talking yeah. about recipes. Maria just makes... Uh, <laughs> I make cocktails and charcuterie. She makes, wait, I'm posting the picture. You just made a beautiful charcuterie. We're the charcuterie masters, but Maria's like, I'm making the charcuterie. I said, good, because I got a prep dinner. I'm very OCD about anything I do. Oh, uh, I make beautiful charcuterie, but you I gotta, do. yours is way more intricate. Well, you know, I honestly give credit to my ADHD because I've discovered with time that people with ADHD make really precise charcuterie. We become so hyper-focused on one thing. Um, like I was obsessed. trying to take a picture of this charcuterie a minute ago, and you're like, hold on, and you're like trying to angle this one olive, and I was like, Maria, it yes. does not matter if it's left or right. That's my ADHD. But it was beautiful, and it's it was delicious. It's like my superpower. And it held us over to drink more and do this recording, and now I'm getting ready to go make this. I'm starving, by I'm the way. I'm going to make a traditional carbonara tonight, okay? What is a traditional carbonara? So there's a big fight in America and the Italian restaurant world, like, Anytime some restaurant posts a picture of their carbonara, people are like, that's not carbonara. You can't put peas. You can't put cream. You can't put mushrooms. They are correct. That is, that's not carbonara, okay? Now, at Tornitores, we do a traditional carbonara, but we ha we don't, we're not normal. So we put our stuff. You're not it. normal. My whole place is not normal. <laughs> you're not normal. That's why you're with me. Oh. So, special. Chef Jason Wolf. We're special. Three day cures a freaking pork belly and puts a huge chunk of it on top of the carbonara. So we sell pork belly carbonara at Tornitores. But what I'm going to make tonight is a traditional carbonara. You want to make traditional carbonara, real carbonara like Italy? Follow this recipe, all right? We're going to typically, I would do it with bucatini. Tonight, we're going to do it with spaghetti because that's all I have that's fresh. We only use fresh pasta, okay? Don't use the box pasta. That's step one. This is how easy it is to make a real carbonara. You're going to take Can a I pain. just say yes. before you start, when we were on our little hiatus from each other, our uh -huh. sabbatical from each other, I did cook with the dry pasta. And then when I told you about it, you were like, so. I almost said, don't come back. Yeah, you were so disappointed. I said, you're a freaking traitor. <laughs> I thought if I taught you anything. Uh, well, you didn't teach so, me how to make fresh pasta. Good. Now, now you need me for that, <laughs> don't you? It's because I'm about to make a killer dinner. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is this. Get a pan. Heat it up. Simple, simple ingredients, guys. Butter, melt the butter. I put a little bit of shallots and a little bit of garlic. You're not putting a lot. I'm only making two portions here, all right? For me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say one garlic clove diced and uh, about the same size of shallot, okay? This is just for flavor, guys. A little salt and pepper. 
We're going to add guanciale, okay? That's a pork jowl that you can buy at any Italian specialty store. Obviously, Tornatore's market has it, but you can find it, okay? It's getting popular. So but you should only get it, it is, at yeah. Tornatore's I mean, if you're market. living far away and you're hearing this, we got listeners all around the world. You can't all come to my market. So it's salty. So don't go heavy on the salt. Taste and then add more later. So you're sauteing guanciale, shallots, and garlic, and butter. Now, while you're doing that, you need to be boiling the pasta, okay? Because you're going to need a little bit of that water from the boiling pasta to make this dish work. Now, great pecorino romano, okay? Get the real stuff, too. If you take this freaking recipe that I'm giving you right now and you put some craft shaken Parmesan bullshit in your and your uh, carbonara, just just stop listening to the show right now, okay? So what I want you to do is grate some Pecorino Romano. You've got your butter, guanciale, shallots, and garlic cooking. The, the guanciale is going to start getting crispy, okay? Now, the fresh pasta should only bake about two minutes. Don't cook it overcooked. Don't cook it all the way because you're going to cook it the rest of the way in the pan. So pull it out of the water. While the water is still draining, throw it into your dish, into your pan. Start sauteing it around, okay? Let those flavors cook into that spaghetti and you're going to cook the spaghetti the rest of the way in that pan. Now you're going to add your Parmesan. Now, I mean your Pecorino Romano and an egg yolk. Okay. Throw it, throw it in there. Start sauteing around. Now I like to add extra black pepper. This dish should be peppery. Okay. Cacio de Pepe and Carbonara. These are pet dishes that should be a little more higher on the pepper than the salt. This is a simple dish. You're going to cook it literally. Once you put that pasta in the pan, you're only cooking it for one more minute, okay? Twirl it beautifully. Put it on a plate. This There should be no soup. There should not be a saucy dish, okay? The butter, the Parmesan, the egg, all that's going to pretty much soak into the pasta. And sit back, enjoy, and thank me later. Okay, I'm starving. Well, we're making that right now, so I'm really excited about it. So one more thing I've got to say before we go. My man, one of my best friends, Tyler Benzel, who's my sound guy for this show and the last show. First off, thank you for listening to all of our shows and editing them because um, I burp a lot. Oh, <laughs> you do. So because we drink during the shows. So thanks for cutting that out. But also congratulations, man. Tyler's about to be a dad. Welcome to the club. Him and his wife, Rachel, they're about to have a little girl. It's his first kid. Um, I, I, I'm super happy for you, man. He we. They're, they're, he's got an uncle that we just lost to a, a motorcycle accident and uh, they're in our fantasy football league. They actually, they've never made the playoffs. They really suck at fantasy football. Well, a tragic accident happened just before Christmas and uh, his, his angel guided them to a championship in this elite, elite fantasy football league, the Postano fantasy league, which I don't even know why it's still called that. We, we haven't been Postano in years, but we're going on year 20. Tyler, you are the champ. He has to be referred to as champ. And uh, congratulations, man. Congratulations, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Stay happy, be healthy, keep eating and drinking. Yes. If you liked what you heard today, please like, comment, and subscribe for more. And go follow our Facebook page where you can see all the photos from our episodes.